listening to Indiana Jones in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at the artifacts that make up the world of Indiana Jones. Backstories, histories, and details about some of our favorite characters. And now, here are this week's hosts of Indiana Jones in Character. Hello and welcome back to Indiana Jones in Character. That's right. Two in two weeks. <laughs> this is a fucking record. This could be like a Indiana Jones. Like, this could be the fifth one. Like, this is the sign of the of Armageddon or something like that. Well, there is a pandemic out there, Dave, too, by the way. I don't think it's I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't I don't think so either. Whoever whoever ate that bat in China, thank you. Is that what is that what happened? Was a bat? Yeah, it was a big fan of ours that wanted the show to come back. <laughs> if I have to take one for the team, I'm gonna. And this <laughs> this one's for you. From bat the boy. Bat, bat boy. <laughs> Dude, we're back, man. It's like it's like we never left. I know. We're doing, we're doing this too fast. All right, we need, we, we need. I need a five-year break from this. Again. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We need to slow down because we're gonna do this one, and we're gonna do another one right after. So, oh my God, this is amazing. Well, tell us who we're talking about today, Chris. Well, this is. I don't know. Like you, you told me nothing about all the research that you did, and I'm expecting a lot because for me. This is the one that probably the top three villains of the whole franchise. Yeah, I agree. And I had okay. thought we had done it, but uh, look back and we did not. I don't know why we didn't. I think it's because I think the reason we didn't do it is because I had done Chatter Lol a while back. The, yeah, okay. When I was too close to, to it, this guy. Yeah, there's a lot. There's, I mean, there's not a lot of. There are some similarities. So I didn't want to do two guys. Back to back, you know, with the Thuggy Cult and the Pankot Palace, but Molar Ram is a huge deal, and we had not done it, and we're doing it right now. But didn't we though back in the day when we when we really were, you know, doing our our job and doing it weekly, monthly, whatever? Didn't we say, hey, let's take turns with movies, do Raiders, then Doom, Crusade, and then Skull, and then go back to Raiders? Am I right? Yeah, we did do that for a while, but that okay, that got to be. No fun for us because no. <laughs> at, at some point you we did a couple of characters in the fourth one and then it's like who the hell else are we gonna do? Yeah, because I don't care about those people. And then five years pass and we're like, oh shit, we got ten more to do. <laughs> <laughs> There's other people in these movies we can talk about, right? Yeah, we're doing the people that we want to do. How about that? Yeah, this is our show. We do it how we want to do it and when we want to do it. Right. All right. And we are getting requests from people, and that's nice. I'm glad the people are back and interested. Uh, we'll get to everybody. Don't sweat it. Yeah. If, if, you know, you might be in an, an old age home when you hear the whole entire series end, but, you know. <laughs> that's not our problem. <laughs> yeah, that's not our problem, all right? Deal with it. You know, play bingo and listen to any other character. <laughs> play bingo. <laughs> I like playing bingo. All right. Well, Mala Ram was a priest and a leader in the thuggy cult isn't the priest a good guy well i guess it could be i mean he didn't think what he was doing was bad so to him he was the good guy you ever think about that no because every time i I go to church dave every sunday i don't don't know if you know that about me i thought it was every day Uh, (laughs) no no only on the day of the lord sundays okay yeah 
I go there every Sunday, and not once did anyone tear out my heart when I was there. <laughs> what church are you going to? <laughs> Only hearing the story of Christ breaks my heart. Wow. <laughs> Chris is suddenly becoming a televangelist. Yes, this being stuck in and all, you know, I, I just want to follow the Lord so this uh, the virus goes bye-bye. Every bad guy thinks that they're not the bad guy. This is true. So he's doing what he's doing in the name of his religion, which I will explain. Oh, that was an accident. I apologize. What are you doing? <laughs> no, I don't know. I hit something by accident. So everybody, everybody thinks that what they're doing is righteous, and in his case, it's not only righteous, it's it's he's following the lines of his deity, and I'll get into all that. I was gonna say, all right, yeah, go ahead. It's interesting. It's also somewhat racist, and we can talk about that too. No, is it? I mean, racism. Just this whole thing. This, I, I mean, we'll talk about this maybe throughout. This character, I don't think would ever be used in a movie today. It's culturally insensitive to the extreme. I'm confused because I've seen this movie a billion times, and not once did I think that was racist. Well, maybe not you as a as a 40-something-year-old man that grew up when we grew up. But in today's society, I don't think this would ever fly. I think I think that the, somebody would shut this down long before it got to even the filming stages. Where like, dude, you can't do this anymore. This is not the way things go in this 2020 PC society. What so, does he do? Just the fact that it's that it's a man that that is from that culture, and the perception of that culture is, well, these people are savages and they rip people's hearts out. You, I don't think okay. you can you can portray a person from a culture because there are some real religious things involved in this. The the Hindu gods that I'm going to talk about are real Hindu gods, and people who follow Hinduism, I bet were insanely uh, uh, insulted by this character. Kalima Zakti Day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think today this would ever happen. That's that's one thing I think right off the bat this, with this. Like when Spielberg and Lucas made this, is that in the back of their head? Like, do, like they then, don't seem. Yeah, I don't, th- I I don't think then. so. No, no, not in the eighties. In the eighties, okay. it was like it was the Wild West. You did whatever, and yeah. as time went on, Spielberg would never do anything like this today. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's something to keep in the back of our minds as we talk about this because. I don't know. I, I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. Even I'm just saying this would never happen today. I can see that. I I I agree with that nowadays. Plus, everyone today is really like like sensitive about everything. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That, okay. That's what I'm saying. The fact that Molaram is actually the character is named after a very famous Indian painter. This was a real person. The the Indian painter and the character have nothing to do with each other other than the name. But I bet there would be people that are just, I don't know, Indian people that are into Indian culture that would be very upset that this evil, dastardly, vile man is named after a, a great cultural person in Indian culture. What if, what if his name was 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 Michael Ram? <laughs> is that what they would do today? They would, they would just change the it. name so, yeah, so it didn't really sound racist. You know, Michael Ram. 
Well, they would have to because I'm telling you, just that alone probably really gets people angry. Um, <laughs> what do you remember the first time you saw this? Because I do. I don't remember the first time I saw it because I know I think I know what your story is. I'm not. I remember we saw it in in school. What for seventh or eighth grade or something? Yeah, we watched this in school. The yeah, whole, the whole school. Did I don't you, think this was the first time I saw it in school. I must have seen it before that, I'm assuming. You had seen it before that, okay. I would think I, w- I would have, yeah. But I remember, though, and like, uncut. Like, did this movie, was this one that changed the, the, the ratings of movies? This movie is rated PG, but uh, is given credit for being one of the films that really, they were like, we can't, we can't have this be rated the same as, you know, Disney movies. And stuff yeah. like that. Like so, yeah, when Arthur getting torn out, yeah. Yeah, and it was really with Spielberg's help that they decided that movies, there needs to be an intermediate rating between PG and R, and that's, you know, so this was one of the movies that was responsible for the PG-13 rating. But we watched this in school. It was the first time I ever saw it, and I remember it was cool. We just, we Everybody in our school looked forward to this. At the end of the year, yeah. the entire school would gather in the gymnasium and they would pull down a giant full-size movie screen and show a full-length movie to the school. Because this must have been, like, back in, in that time, it came out in theaters and then you had to wait like six months to a year for it to, on VHS or whatever. So do you think this was out a year after it was already out in theaters? It must have been. Yeah. Because I remember the movies they showed us. Do you remember the other ones they showed us? No, I do not. And And... This was also bad decision-making on the part of our school people. Porkies and <laughs> Chainsaw Massacre. I remember those. And <laughs> Deep Throat. No. Yeah. <laughs> the first movie we watched was Grease. Okay, yeah. And okay. Grease, Grease is a dirty movie. Yeah, all the songs getting wet. Mm-hmm, yeah. So we watched that. Then we watched this, um, you know, graphic uh, violence and uh, the whole school watched it together and I remember there were people that didn't weren't into it and they were bored and stuff and I was like shut up shut up shut up yeah like <laughs> I was watching the movie yeah yeah and the and then our last year Harry and the Hendersons I remember that now yeah, fucking now you got a memory god damn so they learned their lesson at least they went from Temple of Doom to Kevin Michael Hall in <laughs> yeah. an outfit walking around exactly damn but back to Mullerom he okay. is following in his daddy's footsteps, who also was a high priest and the thuggy cult. They come to Pancot Palace to find the reason that they're there. I found this all interesting because, I mean, the Shankara Stones is a big deal in that movie. And we've talked about that for years. You and I have joked about the Shankara Stones and them being tiny loaves of bread. And, you know, like we've talked yeah. about this forever. The reason that Mola Ram and his dad even went to Pencott Palace in the begin in the first place was to find the remaining Shankara stones. Okay. There are five total Shankara stones. There's only, there's only three in the movie there, right? Right. Okay. At the point when Mola Ram and his dad got to Pencott, they already had two of the original stones and they were looking for the last three. Well, what did all five do together? I don't know. Okay. I don't know because you never really see all five together. Because when three are going together, they're all glowing and they're all all bright, but when five do it, fuck. Right. He and his father, well, they kill the original adult Maharaja, and then the boy who we see takes over. (laughs) 
I remember when. <laughs> He's so like Mr. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Indiana Jones. Here comes the Moromoto. So they kill his dad. And put him in power, put the kid in power because they know they can control him, which they do. We see all that. Isn't the, in the kid movie. pissed? Isn't the kid upset that they killed his dad? The kid might not even be aware. Like I'm sure his fa- I'm sure his father knows his dad's dead. He he knows that he's in charge now. But that kid is under the thumb of Malaram and the Thuggy Cult. And the and that blood out of the, the monkey's jaw mouth they drink probably. Yeah, I'll tell you all about that. Okay. <laughs> The mining that is going on under Pankot Palace, which Indy eventually finds, is set up all by Molaram. And the children that are needed, we see that with the village. All those children are taken from the village. The right. reason that they're mining at all is to find the other three stones. Now, here's I have, an, I have a thought about this. This always bothers me. If you want something done, you want something found, mm-hmm. why don't you kidnap the fucking husbands? They're bigger. They're stronger. They can get it done faster. Why are you kidnapping ten-year-olds? I guess I never thought of that. Does Does this make sense? Yeah. Because um, the kids aren't going to, you know, they're not strong enough to move boulders and the pickaxe and the dig. You got grown men. They can get it done faster. Could it be? I'm. I, you're exactly right. I I had never really thought about that. <laughs> um. Could it be because to put all of those men into slavery you would have had to brainwash them and it just would have it's just easier to do it to children because they're just going to do what you say both of our points are damn good points (laughs) i mean i don't know i think i'm right i think you're right i think we're both right (laughs) nice job being right (laughs) (laughs) thank you you too But they are my. I never understood. I guess I I've seen this movie a million times. I never really understood what they were mining. Like I thought they like I I I can't believe in seeing this movie as many times as I have. I never stopped to think. What, what are they digging? What the hell for? are they even digging for? Like, did you ever think about why? Like, there's a mine and we see the kids and we just accept it. Oh, they're mining. I yeah, never I, I never there's, wondered there's... why they were doing this at all. They're looking for the other three stones. But yeah, but by little pickaxe and the pickaxe, and they're not getting anywhere. Right. I always thought, too, that they were digging, which is stupid because they're just kids. They were digging the fucking caverns, like the huge um, roller coaster cart area to make a a longer track or something, you know? (laughs) It's a theme park. (laughs) It's a theme park. They want to make a curve and then go up to get a donut or something, you know? (laughs) Uh, That could be. Who knows? Who knows? I, I, I think we should keep that open as an option. Okay. All right. I like that. All right. He finally does get the third stone from the village, and that stone has a name. It is called the Shiva Linga. And when we see the three stones in the skull head in the Thuggy Temple, that yeah. is the two that he already had and the one from the village. That's cool. So those three are the two original, the one from the village, and the digging is for the other two that no one has yet. So there's still two more out there. There's still two more out there. That's what the kids are digging for. Just hire grown men and get done faster. <laughs> Go on Craigslist and get some hunks. Right. What is that thing? Hunks who haul junk? Hunks haul or hauling hunks? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hunky junk or something like that? Yeah. Hunky junk. That's your poor name. <laughs> yeah. Hunk of junk. 
<laughs> the thuggies worship Kali. Now, you're getting into some like real, real world stuff here. Kali is the Hindu goddess of death. And now, okay. some of the stuff that they've done with this was, I mean, to me, this is blasphemous to someone who is Hindu. Because some of the stuff with the human sacrifices and all that stuff, that stuff doesn't necessarily happen. They borrowed elements of Aztecian human sacrifice. Like, remember learning about the Aztecs in Little bit. school? There was a lot of human sacrifice and stuff like that. Yeah. That has nothing to do with this. They brought that in. They brought in some Polynesian and Hawaiian cultural things and threw this all together. But they're still using the actual god names of Hinduism. I mean, yeah, I can see. It's messed up. It is. Yes, it is. It goes over our heads because we don't follow that kind of stuff. But yeah, people who who are part of that, yeah, it, it's it ain't good. It ain't good. It ain't good. <laughs> and the famous thing, like you've already said, is the heart being ripped out. What did you uh, do? You remember first time seeing this? Was this like uh, it was affected? It did it affect a little you? bit. Well, do you know what was both? It was the heart thing, and when the person goes down. Mm-hmm. He goes down there. Um, num, and, should I? Um, num, should yeah, I? Um, num, yeah, that's it. And then he just like disintegrates or just like burns a lot, like in like seconds. Yeah. And then they then they bring it back up, and this always pisses me off too. It, this is actually when um Willie is down there so close, and he brings it up, and then he just grabs it like yeah. it's not hot. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because you know it's fucking like red, like fire red and shit. That's true. You should have oven mitts. <laughs> but but when explain this to me when he when he tears out the heart mm-hmm. and the chest goes back and seals up like what is that real am I seeing like what is that you mean how they filmed it no 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 like in in the like supposedly this is all happening for real like how did how did this guy's chest just seal up again so why isn't there a big gigantic hole in his chest great question great question do you have the answer I have no answer. <laughs> All right, just just in, in general, like if this was real, explain that. What what happened? And he and he's still alive. And then when the heart burns, the guy's burning and he and he dies, right? It the heart starts to burn once the guy gets to the bottom and his body catches on fire. So it's almost like his heart is still part of his body. But how can a human body still function with the heart pulled out? Well, it can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it could. You can think oh. that if you want. Yeah, but, but just, uh, just he's still alive. He's still breathing. He sees his heart in Mulder Rhymes' hand. Yeah, all good points. Okay. I love. I watched that scene just to, you know, kind of refresh and that kind of stuff. And uh, the shot of Molaram holding up the heart when it's catching on fire because it is on fire, like right above his head, and it's dripping down pieces, right? Yeah. That I, I'm looking at it closely now for the first time. That has to be the actor with his right arm behind his back and a fake arm attached to his shoulder because the arm looks like it's made out of plastic. I so, never noticed that. So I, I was watching it. That's not that is not the actor's arm. That is a fake arm holding that that they do set on fire. It's still pretty damn close to his head. Yeah, and I, I like when it's, it's dripping stuff, and I always thought, damn, it, like, it's dripping on, on him, on the actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a fake arm. I never even noticed that. It still looks great, though. <laughs> oh, shut up. 
What is that? Not oh, you, oh, 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 Santa, or whatever yeah. that thing is. I was trying to bring up something, and it sings these fucking ads. <laughs> Spielberg never had this problem. Here, here it is. Wait, here it is. Isn't that he- that helmet heavy? I'm sure. Like, what is he? Do you know what he's saying? Did you look into what the dialogue is here or no? No. Okay. Because that, kept... that is like yeah. he and that whole part with Indy. Even then, later, he's invoking what is called the black sleep of Kalima. Kalima Shakti Day. Shakti Day. And it really, it's a trance. It puts a person into a trance by drinking the blood of Kali, who is the Hindu goddess of death. And then the procedure is they drink the blood. They make Indy drink it. They close his mouth, close his nose. So he has to swallow it. Yeah. They're put into a room, just like we see, with candles all around him until it takes over. Can I can I say this? Like, you know, we love Harrison for to no end. Yeah. He can't do no wrong. <laughs> In our eyes. Yeah. But... Sometimes his best, like that scene where he's like laying there, he's like, nyah, 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 and how he screams, yeah, and his body just like twitches, yeah, looks fucking real, like he's going through some kind of fucking torture. Yeah, it reminds me of the scene in Empire Strikes Back when they're torturing him in the chair and and moving him closer to that thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great actor. In the script. They had it so anyone under the black sleep of Kalima would have yellow eyes. Ooh. They took that out. But this is a this is a thing that people have been debating. I don't know who's debating this anymore other than you and I right now. But yeah, at some sure. point <laughs> I'm about I'm about to blow your mind. Are you ready to have your mind blown? But is is this gonna ruin how I look at Temple of Doom for life? It could. Alright. Alright. There are some people that think that Mola Ram is under the black sleep of Kalima. No. And I, I he, disagree. And he himself doesn't know even what he's doing? doing. Yeah. He's under control. He's under the control of somebody else. The reason that people say that is because it was actually in one of the early drafts of the script that it was going to come out that he was also under this trance and when they're on the bridge at the end and, you know, like the, the, the loaves of bread are burning through the satchel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, yeah. And he catches the one and it's hot. Yeah. That wakes him hot up. Hot potato, hot potato. <laughs> mashed banana, mashed banana. <laughs> that wakes him up from the black sleep of Kalima. And in an early draft, at that point, he snaps out of it. Yeah, I, I kind of like that a little bit. Like, it's, it's kind of neat thinking that. But so what? If you drink it once, you're that's it. That's you, it. You have until short round burns your chest hair, <laughs> or you catch a hot. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah. I, that happens. That it, it. I like that a little bit. You're out of it until it doesn't have to be burned. You're out of it until the way it was worded was you're out of it until you feel. An intense pain that is so great that it snaps you out of it. It just has to be some kind of pain. Wow. The, I, so I assume you could be shot or stabbed yeah, and, right, yeah. and you would snap out of it. Now you're shot or stabbed and that sucks. But <laughs> yeah. 
That's going to leave a mark, yeah. Yeah, at least you're you're not under this trance anymore. I, that's not bad. I kind of like that. Like, but he's so f- fucking evil. Like, is he is he constantly drinking and every night or something? You know what I mean? I guess he just hasn't felt the. Now that, that you know, all right, I just found a loophole in that story. Okay, it was a loophole. Because if he is under that, when he pulls out the heart and it's burning in his hand, wouldn't that snap him out of it? That's it. I'm in. Your first theory is horrible. <laughs> it's not my theory. It was in the first draft of the script. The first draft is horrible. Yeah, because that, that would woke him up. Lucas is like, George, I need you to go back to your drawing board. And I need you to get rid of all this stuff. Which is, he's under the black sheep of Kagima, okay? Suffering suck attached tweet. Oh, what do you mean? I already wrote it and typed it out. <laughs> yeah, that would have burned his hand. He would have woken up in the movie. Yeah. Okay. Forget that. Forget I said anything. But that was good though. I, I, g- I, I kind of like that. I gave well, you a little food for thought for about three and a half minutes. How do you how do you like that? Now throw it up and move on. <laughs> <laughs> we see the chain of events in Temple of Doom, which ends up with Mularam meeting his maker after falling off the bridge when Indy invokes Shiva. Um, which I thought. How did he, Indy know that? Like, how did Indy know this? He's a professor of archaeology and history. He knows everything. I will accept that. <laughs> I love that part because that that he really does surprise, and and there isn't even a, there is surprise on Mularam's face when he's like, "You betrayed Shiva," and then Indy starts speaking in Hindu. Mularam's like, "Shit, shit!" He knows his stuff. Yeah. yeah. So Shiva is the Hindu god of destruction. There are three main gods in Hinduism, and Shiva is one of them. And some people think that with destruction, Shiva then will bring new life. So even though it sounds bad, destruction, it doesn't necessarily have to be bad. So this is this is deep, and this is real. This is real stuff. So uh, again, I'm sure, I'm sure that you know people uh, uh, from India are not sitting around like as a family watching this. We. Yeah, but do you think it came it came out in India? Do you think this movie was released in India? I have no idea. That's a really good question. Hmm. I mean, maybe to to boycotting and picketing for all I know. Yeah, I wonder or wonder over there if shit was dubbed or if you know what I mean. They had their own little subtitles going on. I don't know. Right. Well, Shiva, and and the story is that the Shiva on the top of Mount Kalisa gave the Shankara. Five sacred stones to fight against evil. So that's why Molaram taking them and using them for uh, Kali rather than Shiva is a betrayal of Shiva. Okay. Wow, this movie is deeper than I thought. It is. When he falls off the bridge, there's a well-placed Wilhelm scream. Yeah. I used to think that was the greatest special effects that we would ever see in movies. And it's not that good. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, first thing, he did he die from his head scraping the side of the cliff or from the crocodiles? A combo. Okay. A combo. Because <laughs> his, his, his head scra- uh, scrapes aside, and then you think his head's painted red, and then you're like, is that blood or is that paint? <laughs> you know? Because he goes down. He goes down. Far. Even though there's certain scenes, angles where the bridge doesn't look that high off uh, from the water. Yeah. But then other shots that he's he's falling down there for like six minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it used to look great. Now it looks yeah. like garbage. You're exactly right. That whole yeah. scene is great. Indy wins. Indy, come in your house! 
you know, like, <laughs> th- that whole thing. And yeah. like you said, is eaten by crocodiles or is he? No. Dun dun dun. They right. never find his body. This is close. So on the way down, he hit his head. He got naked, <laughs> threw the clothes to the alligators, and ran. Shakti <laughs> day. They never find his body. There are stories after this of his survival. And There's no way. Because they never found his body, the controlling British army that is there still patrols the area, and anyone spreading these rumors of his survival is met with punishment. And he's not he's not alive. The Maharaja offers twenty five hundred dollars whatever. I don't know, twenty five hundred rupees. I don't know. It just it just had you know, some kind of reward for proof of Molaram's death. So you're saying that there's no proof? <laughs> there is no proof. <laughs> now you can say this for real. Let's see, but uh, this is weird because when you see the crocodile spinning, it's the clothing. There's no body parts. There's no blood. There's there's no bones. He's not gone that fast. He might still be out there. Jesus Christ. It's like, this it's is like Friday the 13th. But the boy. <laughs> Ma'am, gonna... we didn't find any boy. <laughs> is he going to pop out from behind a canoe and like drag someone over the canoe? <laughs> If short round the end of your fishing, he's gonna show up in New Jersey. <laughs> I don't like. I he I always thought he he died, but you're right. They don't show. There's no blood and bones and body parts. Right. I like well, I leave it up to you. I mean, I don't think this is all retconned after the fact. I don't think Lucas Spielberg intended for there to be any mystery that he was dead. Because right. he is. This is people writing novels and comics and stuff like that. What would you? How would you feel if if Indiana Jones Five is the return of Mola Rump? Nah, <laughs> you wouldn't be intrigued at all. Going, oh, nah. I would. I would be intrigued by them bringing back some elements of the other movies, like maybe him recovering the things that he never got a hold of. Um. Like the arc and the stuff and the headpiece of the stuff and So part five would be sixteen missions, everything he he missed in the first four movies. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Part five should be never made, but if they do I, I, I know. I hope they at least incorporate something that I, I don't know, this is what I complain about with Star Wars. Like they don't come up with anything original, but I don't want to see this at all either way. So uh what uh, was your thoughts when when you heard Ian Jones Four was being made? What were your thoughts then? I was excited then. Yeah, because, so was I. What was that ten years ago now? I think it's like twelve or thirteen or something. Yeah, he was still young enough, and I I I was still on board for it. Yeah, and then we saw what they gave us. Yeah, yeah. Did, are, will you see an Jones Five in theaters, or will you fucking just say, "I'll wait till it's on I will, Disney Plus"? I will see it in theaters. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But think think about this, like the the time frame of of Indiana Jones in that in in his frame of reference is really going to be late now because Crystal Skull is supposed to take place in the mid fifties, right? I think so. Yeah, it opens up. It opens up during like the American Graffiti time kind of shit yeah so the kids are listening to hound dog yeah that was 1956 so 
when the hell is this movie going to take place? Is is Indiana Jones going to like wind up at Woodstock? You know what's weird is, is the crystal. Yeah, you're right, Dave. Crystal Skull here says in 1957. So it's 57 for Crystal Skull is when the year it takes place. Right. I don't so know. it's getting too late. Indiana Jones is not a character that we think of in a, a more modern day setting. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to see him with an iPhone. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Phone. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see a Mac laptop <laughs> helping him out. You know what I mean? With a little arrow of his plane flying around. I like don't at, like that. At some point, he's going to become Forrest Gump. And he's just going to be bumping into John Lennon and Malcolm X and all kinds of other people. Is it? Yeah. I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm torn. Like, I want it to happen. But I want it to be fucking good. Like, like It's not going to be. I know. He's going to be, like, early 80s? <laughs> I'm thinking. Unless they kill him. Which I should have done before, and give him a proper and appropriate death. What would you like? Do you want him to be in the opening, old in a rocking chair? Here's a story, and then jump to Chris Pratt or no. Vin Diesel. No, 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 Vin Diesel. I don't know. <laughs> like nobody playing a younger version of him. Nobody. Even if it's the guy who looks like him from that romantic movie, which I forget what it was called. The guy who looks like Harrison to a T. No. No? No. All right. That's it. That's it. Belloc knew of all of this stuff going on with Indiana Jones and Mularam. Of course he did. He was keeping tabs on everything from the side. He uh, was said to have admired Mularam because, uh, you know, it's like the the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So. Uh, but as far that would as have been cool to see Belloc and Mularam like have a conversation, you know, or yeah. something at a bar, you know, <laughs> a bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as far as in-story stuff, that's all I have. But I have some behind-the-scenes kind of stuff. Um, he is played by the Indian actor Amrish Puri, who died in 2005. And I looked him up. The only thing that wasn't an Indian or Bollywood movie that I even recognized was he was in Gandhi. Which is not, okay. I mean, it is an Indian movie, but you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's an American made Indian movie. Um, so I don't know this guy from, from anything. Yeah, I would have loved to have gotten his autograph back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The headdress, which you mentioned, is a cow skull, which also has to be sacrilegious in India because cows are sacred animals. And he's wearing one on his head, a dead one on his head, with a shrunken head in the middle of it. So this is like, they really borrowed stuff, like I told you from other, even devil worship stuff. They borrowed. Yeah. Well, are the horns? What's what's the horns? It's a it's a it's a cow. It's like a big like a bull. Like a, like a, like oh, a steer. Shit. Like yeah, a big yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm thinking like a nice sweet milk cow. Like I a steer. You. Yeah. Like that's what he's wearing on his head. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I'm not like offended personally, but I'm sure somebody. No. Is. Uh, like I, I guess you know you always heard Temple Doom was considered like the most darkest out of the, out of the franchise. Right. I can see it. I can see all this shit that you know. Yeah, that totally. Yeah. Do you remember having the video game at the movie theater that worked at? I do, and I remember the sound effects that they always play, like the the um, dialogue that we would hear constantly in, in the fucking lobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, those those games were were, were great and all. Yeah. And he had to yeah he had, he had to climb the ladders. Yeah. And in the, in the cavern shit. Yeah. And he would throw uh, flaming hearts at you. 
Yes. <laughs> Where are all these hearts coming from? I don't know. It's a lot of people. <laughs> but you're right. We used to hear that Matt Matt from you know, as always talks about. You'd be in the lobby and it would be all quiet, and all of a sudden you'd hear him go. That sounds like Shaggy and yeah, Scooby right there. It was that Molaram laugh. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it would end when you would die. He would go, soon Kalima will rule the world. Yeah, yeah. How many times a day did we hear that when that game oh, was in the theater? I think so many times that you would just block it out after a while. Yeah, you, you, wouldn't, know? you wouldn't hear it after a while. You're right. No. <laughs> he was in a Lego Star Wars movie. Well, mini short kind of thing. I'm sure you've seen this. I watched it yesterday with uh, my son Jack, and he remembers watching this on Lego.com. He used to watch all the little mini-movies on Lego.com. It was called Bombad Bounty. It sounds familiar. And the plot of this is Boba Fett trying to take Jar Jar as a bounty, and Jar Jar fumbling through the episode. Uh, I'm sure you're not surprised. Yeah. Uh, does he come across Molaram? Yes, there's very there's a there's a few Indiana Jones references in it. At some point, Darth Vader is sitting in his his apartment watching Raiders of the Lost Ark <laughs> on, on TV. It's right. a little Lego indie. Um, but Molaram is in the in Chalmers Cantina dancing to the band, and he gets sucked up by Jar Jar in a vacuum cleaner. That's that's funny. <laughs> sure. <laughs> The other thing, I mean, and you you played those Lego games Yo, with your yeah. son like, like I did. Um, yeah. I think Molaram was white in the game. <laughs> Which you think I'm, that was done on purpose? I don't know. It's just another weird thing. Like, and And one of the things that I did read was that Lucas did not want anyone – didn't want any Europeans playing this character because he he didn't want any white actors I should say playing this because he wanted to avoid anyone doing blackface, which I get. Makes sense, yeah. But this in the, is true in the Lego game. He's white, so I don't even think kids because I guess they they think kids that those games are for kids. Yeah. And they won't even catch it. I, I guess. No, but me right. and you though go wait a minute. He ain't white. <laughs> But that's about all I have. I mean, I have a little bit of trivia for you, but uh, I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to add to the Molaram? No, I'm glad you did this because this is a, a huge villain. I mean, if you had to make a list of top ten villains in movie history, would this guy be on the list? Top um, 20? I don't know if he'd be on the list because I guess before – if I had to pick one from the whole franchise, I would pick Belloc. Yeah. Over, over oh, God, him. yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't have two people from Indiana Jones in the top ten. Um, I but, can see that. Yeah. But you're right. It's uh, it's great. I mean, it, we, it, it is great. We've loved this forever, and I still love it. And I watch the scenes, and it's just as good. It it doesn't it doesn't age or date itself to me, and I think part of the reason is because of when it's set, and I think that's a problem with other movies like that are set in the '80s or whatever. Like we knew what it was like in the '80s. Right. <laughs> We, we were there seeing what's going on, yeah. Right. We didn't know what the hell was going on in, you know, 1936. Like, of yeah. course not. So, like, to us, this is, like, it's timeless. Do you do you think this kind of, that kind of shit still happens? Like, do you think somewhere in the world, like, this kind of behavior is continuing? You know what I mean? I guess. I mean, I guess you'd be naive to think that things like this don't happen. There are cults of all kinds doing God knows what, yeah. Maybe yeah, even right in right in our town, you know, who knows? 
Maybe my next door neighbor. Hello. <laughs> Maybe it's you. Maybe. Shh. <laughs> All right, here's your trivia. Are you ready? All right, time I'm for ready. a little bit of trivia. You already mentioned this, Ooh. that uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was one of the things that caused the PG-13 rating. I was going to ask you the first PG-13 movie, but I feel like you know that. We, we can do that if you want, but I feel like that's a... Some, I, go ahead. I, I think it's Red Dawn. Red, Red Dawn is correct. Uh, it was the first PG-13 movie. On August 10th, 1984, caused by Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom's graphic nature. But it's not just Temple of Doom that was the other, that was the movie that was uh, the catalyst for the creation of this rating. There is another movie that you always see lumped in with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom that is cited for the creation of the PG-13 rating. Shit, I always just thought it was Red Dawn and this. Now, what else besides Temple of Doom was also rated PG that was so not PG that they decided we got to do something about this, and they called in Spielberg to help them with the rating. If you want to hit, I'll give you Yeah, it was another Spielberg film? It is another Spielberg. uh, Spielberg had something to do with it. I'll at least say that. Okay. What's the other movie that is also the catalyst for the creation of the PG-13 rating along with Temple of Doom? What is the hint? That Spielberg had something to do with it. Fuck. (laughs) What is another hint? (laughs) Um, It came out... In the 80s? I'm guessing the 80s, right? Yeah, it came out around the same time. You love this movie as well. Mm, That could be anything. (laughs) That could be anything. Do you oh, want another so hint? Stuff. Yes, give me another hint. Give me hints. <laughs> All right. Um, he was an executive producer of this film, did not direct it. Okay. Um, the fact, when when I was thinking about this, to me the one that was even before all this that should have kicked this into gear earlier would be Poltergeist. And that was only PG, huh? That was PG. That came out in like 1982. Poltergeist is way worse, I think, than either of these movies. But it took Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and this other movie for people to stand up and say, we need to create a different rating. This is... You probably watch it every Christmas. Ah, Gremlins. Gremlins is correct. Seriously? Yeah. There's There's a lot of articles about Gremlins... And the graphic nature of Gremlins. And the scene that they cite the most is uh, Billy's mom in the kitchen fighting the Gremlins. And they, everything, everyone's attacked. And then she, she nukes one in the microwave. Yeah. Puts one in the blender and it spins around and shit. Exactly. That is exactly the scene. of people are like, kids, kids can't be watching, you know, the rescuers down under and this. And it's the same rating. I can see that. But here's what I think it was. I don't want to say it's okay, because the gremlins aren't real things. So seeing them burn up and blooding and getting exploding and decapitated, it's it's not real shit happening. Right. Yeah, you you have a good point. Is it PG-13 now? Did they change that? No, I don't think they do that. I don't think they go back. They have to go back. (laughs) I I can see that. What was was gremlins 2 then? That's probably PG. That's like so like... Kremlins too. No one even cared enough for them to rate it. 
It's ready to go fuck yourself. <laughs> go F-Y-U. G-F-Y. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess I will. But that's all I got on Molaram. Good character. They, Good stuff. That's an awesome character. This is this is great. Molaram is... this. I mean, Temple of Doom is... I think... I guess not. I guess Raiders, Crusade, and then Temple of Doom is how I rank them in order. Me too. Of, of my favorites. Me too. But I'm that, sorry. That doesn't Crystal mean... Crystal Skull, Raiders, and then... No. <laughs> <laughs> you son <laughs> but the But that being third doesn't mean it's bad. It's still... I love it. Yeah. It's exactly like... Even like... Even the 22 or whatever Marvel films, even the worst one, you still like. And you still enjoy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, these these are... I like the, the opening of Skull. That's about it. But these movies, you can watch anytime, anywhere. Yeah. And it, and, it, and, it, and it breaks your heart. No pun intended. That part five would not be this. <laughs> All right. And you know what our next character is doing. I do. So I guess I can say this and all. Um, which is good. People may be confused when I say it. Mm-hmm. But that's on them. Okay. 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 Well, thank you, Dave, for telling me all about Mona Ram. It was really fun. Yep. And tune in next time. We're going to talk about... Indiana. Thanks for listening to Indiana Jones in Character. Indiana Jones in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com podcast network. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit www.neozaz.com. The Indiana Jones in Character podcast is not endorsed by nor affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. All Indiana Jones characters, places, and situations are copyright Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit neozaz.com for the latest Indiana Jones in character episodes and information. Molaram, prepare to meet Kali in hell. Oh, what are you doing?